is. I'll have to look it up. I've you never... should watch Lovesick. Scrotal Recall. That's so <laughs> formally known as Scrotal Recall. I feel like I should just start it here. You should watch Lovesick. Okay, so are we ready? I am ready. I'm ready. And I'm Gabby. Eager. I'm Liska. And today we have a guest. I'm Shelby. Why is she here? Because we felt like it. Yeah, Hi, guys. <laughs> She's our friend. I feel like when in these, like, climactic episodes, it's good to have, you know, another voice. Especially, like, sort of wrapping up the season. And you've seen all the seasons of it? Yeah. I have seen all of the Norway version. Yeah, the original. Yeah. And then I've seen, like, dabblings of other ones. She's seen all of season one But I've not watched all okay. of them. And then a little bit here and there. Got it. Uh, anyway, this is... Oh, haha, cries in Norwegian. Yeah. <laughs> we forget this regularly, just, uh, just so we're clear. A podcast about a scam and all of its parallel universes, and today we're, we're still, like, in sauna season. I know, I know we've made promises about making it to France, and we will. It's just time, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of episodes to, to get through. Um, <laughs> but it's it will, a priority. It will happen. It's it a priority, happen. I pre- promise. Scam yeah. season three is happening. As soon as possible. Yes. Plausible. That's, Pl- I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I said that instead of possible. But I'm breaking out the fancy words. But I'm sticking to it. Only when we have guests in town. Then yeah. That's when we do it. So we're talking about, we're going to, well, we should do updates and stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. So in, in a not great way, uh, Facebook Watch is canceling all of their shows because they're oh, not, basically they've decided that this whole drama drama scripted drama thing wasn't working out for them so they've officially canceled a bunch of shows they haven't canceled facebook uh, sorry they haven't canceled scam austin but it's been like nine months since the season ended right uh so i don't know i think the last time we talked you said their their publicity team still seemed to be doing stuff like they were still putting I out know, but as like the person who runs their twitter doesn't know anything right right you know point Uh, Yeah, they're just paid to send out, like, scintillating tweets. Exactly. (laughs) And if you have young characters, you really can't wait around and be like, let's see in two years if we want to do the next season. Exactly. So so, so they're aging. (laughs) That aging happens rapidly. A lot of the actors, like, they're they're like the the real actual age, so they're going to be going into college very soon. Right. So not great news on that front, which, not great. Um, And then other than that, we currently have seasons... um, season five so the first season beyond the original of scam france happening i'm enjoying it for the most part we'll have thoughts at some point can't even really talk about it because no one knows what i'm talking about because this guy doesn't even know the character because he hasn't seen season three uh and it's a it's a new character that they made up uh season five yeah season five is about okay let's see um, let's see if i can pretend to say it in french art Arthur? Ar- Ar- Arthur. His name's Arthur. I can't say <laughs> Arthur. 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 Yeah. Uh, who becomes deaf at the beginning of the season, so it's about invisible disabilities. Uh, and it's pretty interesting. I, again, wish they didn't go with the love triangle angle. That feels a little played out by season it five. It does. So uh, Are love triangles ever played out? <laughs> Fair. Especially in teen shows. No, That's... but it's like they, they make him like the boyfriend of Alexa, which is their Chris character. So, I don't know, it feels kind of unf- like it like fi- you finally get a chance to spotlight a Chris character. Right. And then. It's, it's sort of like through this lens of, of a love triangle. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So far, a bit yeah, enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> but like, the, why why can't the season be about Chris then? Yeah, yeah exactly. uh, Chris deserves yeah 
Yes. Uh, she's a, although yeah, she's such an interesting character. In fact, she gets highlighted a little bit in this episode. It was like the first time we've seen her I know, have her own moment. I wanted to talk like, about that. Yeah. But I did want to mention, I, I don't think I had mentioned it on air before because I didn't know how true it was, but now I've seen it mentioned many, many a times online and it seems pretty legit that it seems like there are certain characters and storylines that Julie is not approving the use of. Oh. Hmm. So, for example, if you want to do an Evan season, she says no. Interesting. Uh, is she I, trying to save it? And that seems maybe. So Ooh. I have no idea. So it seems like there's definitely that's the rumor. But I've heard it from enough people, and it seems enough people that are connected to people that know from different productions, either of the, the France team or whatever. Um, it's a pretty strong rumor that there's certain characters that Julie are off limits. Yeah. Are off so limits. it's either some sort of artistic um, sense of like these are my babies. I don't want anyone to mess them up. Or maybe she's saving them, like you said, because maybe she knows something we don't about the possibility for, like, a reunion season. Let's start that rumor. Yeah. 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 Scam college coming at ya. <laughs> Evan, Called it. Evan's February. birthday was this week. He turned 23, according mm-hmm. to Twitter. Uh, and then, oh, and then España is having their season three, which is their, but they're doing, like, their Nora, their Nora season, Nora? Nora? Uh, and... Look, I have so many thoughts. <laughs> Your texts to me, like out of context about this, are the funniest. <laughs> so let me keep it brief. Essentially, they've decided. I remember Iana uh, a couple of months ago. She made you know these like presentations, like PowerPoint presentations, where people are like funnily trying to get you into stuff. Oh, uh-huh. so she was like, "I'm gonna make one about scam," and she made it about OG. And then there's the last slide is kind of talking about the different remakes, and she goes like. Um, Scam España, the original, don't know her. And literally, like, Scam España just <laughs> does whatever the fuck they want. You gotta admire that. Which you do. So they've decided for this season that, essentially, the William and the Norhelm, they're, it's kind of in the background. It's not really the focus. Uh, Alejandro is there. But, like, I don't think you understand. Like, I go from, ugh, William, to, why won't you give me Alejandro <laughs> instead of this fucking asshole Mikel? All right, so their sort of idea was instead of making sort of like the, uh, I guess the Nico sexual assault sort of relationship uh, moment incident happen towards the end of the season, it's like basically we see her date this new guy, Mikel, who's a high school friend, sorry, um, childhood friend, a little older, sort of come into her life after she's just broken up with Alejandro for reasons that we'll discuss when we actually watch it. When the time comes. And yeah. essentially, it's like a whole season of her falling for this guy, even though from the first fucking moment, you know he's a fucking creep. And, like, just the... Emo- I, I don't know if we'll ever get to assault, but it's the emotional manipulation of... He's, like, he's an emotionally abusive guy. But that's so interesting. I mean, I kind of admire that they... It's really interesting. I, and I think it would be really... I think when you watch it as a whole, yeah. like, in one day, it's gonna be great. When I have to watch it clip to clip, and uh. I see Mikhail's face, I hate <laughs> it so much. Right, right, Like, right. it's not a pleasant experience for me to watch this season. Yeah, it's so hard to write any kind of, like, relationship abuse stories because you're fighting, like, you have to make the relationship good and believable and something to root for, because otherwise you hate the girl involved. You don't hate her, but, like, you, you, no, you like, eye roll or you get frustrated with, like, why don't you see through this blatant manipulation? Yeah, so there's mm-hmm. been a little bit of that, but I think they've actually done a pretty good job of sort of laying it out for okay. the most part and, like, taking their time with it, but it's just not pleasant to watch. Right. Yeah, of course so then like, there's that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. then I'll watch a clip and I'll be like, and I'll just keep putting it on. Or there'll be a, a little thumbnail, and I'll see Jorge's face, and I'll be like, Jorge! But no, Jorge's there for, like, 30 seconds. It's really old Mikel. Mm-hmm. 
and are they doing anything with Alejandro on top of that? Yeah, yeah. So like, so they that seems so he's hard. In, he's in the beginning. And they're kind of together at the beginning, and then he basically is like, I need space, and she's like, because you want to cheat on me, let's break up! And he's like, no? <laughs> but I propose a new podcast where Gabby acts out <laughs> the episodes. <laughs> um, One woman show. And then and then they don't, like, talk for the longest time, and then he sees her with, with this guy, and he's a jerk, he, like, texts her or something, like, super, and then he apologizes, and he in person basically is like, look, can we just be friends, I love our friendship, which, one of the differences with this bond is that they were actually friends, uh, before, like, the, the William and the Nora character uh-huh. were actually actual friends, and so he, and sometimes he says stuff like, then she smiles, and he's all like, don't, don't smile at me, I can't handle it, um, oh. He's, he's 17 years old. Whatever. I'm sorry. No, I'm good. So it's I'm, kind of I'm like here. in the background, like his birthday was like two days ago and she didn't text him. So at like 11.45, he was like, aren't you going to tell me happy birthday? Oh my God. And he's so needy. needy. <laughs> and then she, he like, he, she, but he has a party this weekend and she, and she invited him. They, they, everyone got invited and he texted her being like, are you coming? She's like, I don't know. And he's like, your boyfriend can come. Uh, and she's like, no, I don't know, because at this point of the relationship, she knows that if she brings him to the party, he's gonna react badly because she's already seen it over and over. But she hasn't; she doesn't have. She doesn't quite fully like, understand. Yeah, yeah. So he, gone to the point. So of yeah. So it's it, yeah. it's just there in the background. Um, maybe they're eventually going to break those two up, and basically, maybe it's Spain's version of like, let me get you on board with the Wilhelm relationship. By showing Nora with someone way worse. Exactly. So that that everyone celebrates when she ends it and goes back. For sure. And I think part of what I also find fascinating that fans are angry about is that some of the big, like, William and Nora moments have been given to this guy. Mm. So it's like already behavior that people were like, well, it's a little sketchy, but there's this romance, so it's okay. They're recontextualizing it as, no, part of this is abusive. I love that. That sounds brilliant. So I thought that was really fascinating. But anyway, when we actually do... I mean, we were just talking about Jane Austen. It almost feels a little Jane Austen-y in that, um, in that you know, I feel, I'm trying to remember. Like, in Emma, like, they, like, there's characters who are after a guy who is, like, very much the yeah, wrong yeah. guy. Yes. Like, the middle sister in Sense and Sensibility. And then there's always, like, the guy who's waiting, you know, the one who's been loyal and a good friend through a whole time. And that's who you're just kind of waiting to see get together at the end. So it's almost like they're taking that tactic. Yeah, I just, I just want to... <laughs> but Wilhelm is, like, the Mr. Darcy, where he's the guy who's waiting, but he's also a jerk. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> So so uh, so it's very interesting. I think we'll have lots to talk about when it's actually yeah, when I we when we talk about it. It's just like I understand if people are turned off by it because it's not a very pleasant viewing experience. <laughs> yeah. So like I just wanted to put that out there. Last final note. Now I'm starting to think that they are gonna do Amira and Danny, Chris's brother. Oh. Because like it's been a lot of hints, guys. Okay. Like he like walked her home the other day from a party, and I was like. What is happening? Uh-huh. And then I went online to see sort of the reactions of people about a Santa character being with a white dude, and it seems they're all like, well, if it's done well? Right. Like, there's definitely a fear. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. España will... And we're definitely getting that season, because that's supposed to be later on this year. Right. Yeah, because I remember the reaction even to that trailer, which I haven't seen, the movie that came out, and yeah. there was, like, a strong reaction of, like, why did you see another story about a Muslim girl falling with a white guy? Oh, wait, or, not, or at least a non-Muslim guy. I don't remember, yeah. remember the ethnicity of him. So, but. I don't know. But definitely, like, Danny has, like, he's not gone. He's around. I mean, I feel like they have really good background. chemistry. They do. There's this joking. Basically, it's, like, um, the the brother of Chris and 
Um, who's never a character in the original scam, but is in a character Scamus here. Uh-huh. And he uh, he grew up with Chris and Amira, with, who's the Santa character, all grew up together. Uh-huh. So they've always jokingly, she's always jokingly been like, Danny's mine, like, I'm gonna marry him, whatever. But it's always been a joke, but <clears throat> is it? Um, Indeed. And I was completely against it when we spoke about it in season two. And now I'm like, <laughs> but would the Sana character even make that show? But here's the thing about España. Original? Who knows her? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, so this Sana is more like loosey-goosey. Yeah. Well, yeah. she's, she, they're, the, I would say out of all of them, the España characters are the ones that feel the most least like the originals. To yeah, they, they sort of embrace their own, like, it's not, she's the most kind of, yeah, just the most different personality-wise. Like, Sana, I always think of as this, you know, mask face, like, going for it, you know, emotionless. I mean, yeah. full of emotion, but holding it all together very well. And this Sana's not at all, I mean, Amira's not at all like that. She's very, I don't know, normal. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. So. I mean, I think there's room for that version, too. That'd be interesting to see. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, so I'm, we'll see. But that that's, those are my updates on, uh... Like, she still has that toughness, but it's just in a very different flavor of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... Cool, fun, okay. Looking forward to that, then. But looking, yeah, I was like, but I wanted to be like, but you can't watch them in, until you watch France. No, 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 France is definitely <laughs> happening first when, like, of the big chunk shows that we're watching, France yeah. is going to be first. All right, I think that's it. Cool. Okay, cool. So are we ready? Yeah. Should we dive into episode eight? Episode eight, The Biggest Losers at School. Aw, right? appropriate. I was like, <laughs> I love it. It's so cute. Uh, yeah, so basically, yeah, we just kind of, Go, we go through, through the, the episode, episode and talk about okay. it, and whatever talk about comes it. up. So do whatever. you like watch it as you go through, or do you no. have an outline? We have okay. an outline. Yeah, I just took, okay. You just take notes. I mean, yeah. Um, should we recap the whole season? Like, because I, I, wait, we, <laughs> I think I'm caught up now. Yeah, okay, okay, good. Because I was kind of like, watch, it took me a couple of scenes into the episode to remember, like, oh yeah, there was another account that happened. Um, yeah, our viewing of season four, like season three, we were like on it. Yeah. Like, we were watching, like, every week, multiple episodes, like, <laughs> recording, and then season four has been, like, there's been gaps. Yeah. So you kind of have to get back into it every time. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, my own life. life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I will say that, like, in general, the logic of season four, it is harder to keep track of, of like, the, because especially, like, with, like, a couple seasons being pretty straight love stories, and then yes. season four <laughs> is more, like, political it's more who hates who at what moment and who's going yeah. for like what spot and so that's a lot of the details that i forgot and had to yeah there's a, there's a lot of, of there's a lot of like plot girl stuff yeah mm-hmm. and even in season one there was some of that but it was definitely much more background because the at the heart of it was still the relationships and all that but just kind of like colored it yeah here a lot of it is run by the plot yeah, and I think the season is very ambitious in what it's trying to do with Sana's character. I don't know that it, like, always hits the yeah. mark with it. But, for example, I was editing our last episode, and I realized, I was listening to it, and I realized we never bring up the fact that the storyline of um, her falling for Yusuf and then feeling like he he's into Nora, so she's been cut out, um, and, and kind of is, like, dovetailing or part of her feeling of being left out and so her her actions in terms of the bus are supposed to be kind of a reaction to what's happening with Yusuf almost mm-hmm. like he you know she has a bad moment with him she escalates things with a bus mm-hmm. and I can't remember now what exactly it was in the last episode that made me realize that or in fact even like I think her yeah the, the direct moment is she is watching the girls okay. and then 
uh, out the window, Nura comes over. He's like, hey, I have something to tell about Yusuf. And Sana's like, well, fuck off. I don't need to hear anything about it. And then she... And then she sends... The, so it's like, there's this, there, the show actually makes a conscious effort to connect those two stories. And I don't know why it took me so long to connect that myself. I don't know that it, like... Fully works does it or something but it's, it's interesting because especially with season three part of why i love about it so much is that <clears> you can <throat> see the care and sort of that structural stuff right how like, different forces in, in a character's life are pushing him to and, act and how deliberate yeah. julie is in like sort of making those connections and even um i don't know if you talked about this but the fact that fans got wind of this and basically used this to mentally prepare it each week they realized like halfway through the season that if the first clip was happy the Friday clip was going to be sad. <laughs> and if the first clip was sad, the, the like the Sunday or Monday uh-huh. clip, then, sorry, the Saturday or Sunday, then the Friday clip was going to be the opposite. So, like, you would, you could mentally be like, this Friday's going to suck right. because this weekend was good. Right. Uh, <laughs> Way to break the code. And so, fans. and so people were like, mentally like, okay, okay, we know this, we know that, uh, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, and I remember, like, I think we must have known it, but not as Liberty, because sometimes we would be like, well, this is the worst beginning but the best ending yes we did talk about that and it was then, on the season yeah uh so i think but it's not it's not a, i don't think it's as sharp as it was in season three but we have talked about it yeah times. yeah the, the <clears throat> thematic connections between these things happening in her character i think are just like not as no not as fully fl- maybe because they're think not it's as, that it's not happening or is that she as a character keeps her emotions so inwards so i this season is a lot of inferring how she feels off of very like very subtle facial yes. reactions. I think that's a huge part of it. Yes. She's like, such an internal character. If you had a more outwardly emotional character experiencing these same <clears throat> things, they would probably say how they felt and cry and you would see the transfer right. of those emotions to a different action. Right, right. But Sana, it's all happening internally and there's just I noticed especially in this episode getting back to this season, like I always felt that season four was a little slower than the other seasons not that it's slower it's just that there's a lot of moments of her contemplating yes and in this episode especially but yes but because she needs it because mm -hmm. she shows so little that we need like the time with her to just be like okay what i need to connect and feel what she's feeling right now yeah and that's something very important about her character she wouldn't be going on this journey if she wasn't someone who was bottling it up and keeping it all totally. in. Yeah, and and it's interesting because Isak's character is also not very expressive and very much on his own, and yet there's something about the way his story is told, or maybe because it's something that's a bit more familiar uh, plot-wise, that we're it's a little easier for us with with Tari Hei's space and, the, and sort of the <laughs> knowledge that we already have to fill in those gaps. Yeah, I think it's suddenly... I, I mean, I think you're right, but, but I do think uh, Isak is lonely and kind of isolated and like self-isolating as a character but i i think sana is more just even even more i think, bottled so. up. I think she's even more she like isolates from her own self you know what i mean yeah. like she doesn't even deal with her emotions like she doesn't uh when she sees nora and yusuf making out she doesn't talk to anybody about it doesn't even seem to like she goes out and plays basketball that's how she deals with it yeah, yeah. you know um so it's yeah just like an, it's like another layer of or another level of yeah, no, I think yeah. that's a really good observation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I, I just wanted to start by saying that I love the song that plays throughout this whole episode, which is called, um, 
I can't speak Norwegian, but um, Hopper Du Har Plus, and it's by Ceci Nando, which I have it in my freaking phone, and I can now remember the author, the the singer, so I'm always C, and then I'm like, what comes next? Right. Because I actually love it. Yeah, uh, if you can remember two or three words, you can I, get it. And <laughs> uh, I play it all the time, so I just wanted yeah, to Yeah, it reminded know. me of, I'm um, almost like the music from Friday Night Lights. The, oh, okay. What is the name of that? Uh, explosions in the sky, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I can see that. Very like moody and emotional. All right, so we open on Sana in her room, which I feel like most of the episodes have a, a lot have, have for open. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's just looking at the pictures of the girl squad. Now, as we know, um, basically right now Sana is mentally preparing for this worst case scenario because she knows she has to tell the girls the truth about her being the one behind the hate account against Sarah. So she's, like, kind of, like, remembering the good times before it all. <laughs> yeah, and there's this sense of, like, her contemplating how much she's lost, almost. And almost, given our very long conversation about her conversation with Isak in the last episode, I was also thinking there's this element of, like, almost, that I didn't love necessarily, but almost of her kind of being like, oh, see, they did accept me. I was really good friends with all of them. And there's almost this, like, undertone of that, which I was like... But, but whatever. I just focus on the Halloween pictures because I remember how much Liska loves them. <laughs> I love that Chris is dressed up as a tampon. Yeah, it's that's amazing. just my favorite. And and that's so, why we need a Chris season. Yeah. Yes, yes exactly. Because she does shit like that. And, and we just... still don't have a Chris season. Like, what do we have to do? Technically, we got a Chris season in España, but it was really an Isak season. So it's right. I don't count it as a Chris season. No, not at all. Um, <clears throat> And I love the photo so much also because... I'm sure some of those photos are just behind-the-scenes photos. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And it, I don't know, there's something almost meta about that. that That's I love. so sweet to think about. Yeah. yeah. And also kind of, like, you feel kind of how, um, I don't know, the grassroots isn't the right word, but how this show is, uh, when in OG, it was very just, you know, a few people making it. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't have this, like, huge... Yeah. Um, machinery with it it was just sort of like one person with a small crew making something that they loved and it's also just a beautifully grounded way of having her act out that emotion of just like looking at snapshots of your friends that's something every teenager does um especially like now that you have a million of them on your phone at any moment (laughs) right and there doesn't need to be anything more complicated than that and I feel like a lot of times shows get very overdeveloped and you lose those moments that are so real and that's you know what's charming about scam yeah and I think that the part of the reason they can do that is because they have I think uh, the actress who plays Sana is just such like just a really strong actor. I agree. Mm-hmm. I love and, Yes, yeah. she that. is such a great actress with the way she can convey different emotions by smiling, not smiling. Yeah, like it's just like these little hints of movements in the corner of her mouth where she's never fully smiling. She's yes. not fully frowning, but yeah. it's just like this little twitch that you're like, I can tell you're thinking about X right now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. completely, very completely. true. Uh, she tries to text the girls to kind of tell them she tries several different ways and essentially she's like you know this feels like an in in person thing let's let's see if we could meet up yeah um and, and, then, and then like the bad news starts rolling in in a bunch of texts like first of all everyone's hungover they can't hang out so i think that's kind of adding to the isolation um and then vilda is sad because of magnus this is the part where i couldn't rem- i totally okay, forgot so, so part of it was because this is a little bit of the trans media stuff because in the okay. show they never tell us what was in the vilda account Ugh. And the hate account. <laughs> um, okay. And 
I can't remember what it says in a transmedia, and, like, I'm, I've, I've told you, season three, I look up every text, and I read them to Liska. Season four, I'm just like, I don't have time! Uh, but I remember <laughs> that we did get this, we did get the screenshots, and, I, and if I were to go to my Instagram, it's not there anymore, because they took it down, because oh. it's real time, like, in the mm. show. Uh, but it had, it had, it, they were, it was implying something about, like, Elias, like, her flirting with Elias, um... At, like, like through text or something. So so so, so the okay, so for Max example, girls. do you remember do you remember Hey Briskby? Yes, our favorite YouTube channel. Yes. So there is one episode where they call Vilda up, and they're kind of like it's kind of flirty. Uh, oh, I remember that episode. Um, you played it for me, I think. Yeah, I did play it for you. Uh, <laughs> I was actually gonna ask you like, do you want to do like next episode? Do you want to like watch them and talk about? Them oh a yeah, bit? we should for sure. Um and. So I think that was part of it. Like, so there's like an actual video where she's kind of being flirty, <clears throat> but that's it. Like, and, and so what did? Oh, but you don't remember exactly what Pepsi Max posted to this fake. Vilda no, account. but they were implying that like basically Vilda was uh like interested in Elias in or had cheated on Magnus right. and Elias. Um, um, there's also a hint of the birthday party. Yeah, they start, they start setting up. You always know mm-hmm. what's the Friday party gonna be? <laughs> the party at the end of the week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So after seeing all these messages, she goes to, uh, she kind of, like, walks into the living room and there's Elias, like, watching, not Elias, what am I saying? Uh, yeah, Elias. Oh, yeah. Elias. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and he's watching, I was confusing him with, like, the guy from season one? I was confusing the name, it doesn't matter. Oh, because, yeah, she likes to repeat names. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, Elias can't be right, because he was in season one, but actually, it is right. Yeah, it's a different um, character. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so he's out there watching his laptop and... I assume he's editing an episode of Hey Briskby. That's what it is. Yeah. I was wondering, because there was like some weird noises coming from us. Like, I was like, porn? Like, what no, is no. this? He, no, it's just a bunch of boys running around Oslo. <laughs> Being idiots. <laughs> Being idiots. Anyway, so this is like a big scene for them. Yes. And all the more reason to love these. I thought it was a, as a as a brother and sister scene, it was really well done, because it was, like, very subdued, but really emotional at the same time, like, they're all like, oh, 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 are you talking to me? Oh, right. okay. Because, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, like, giving her shit for, like, the cold shoulder treatment, but also, like, lovingly. Yeah, because, you know, she hasn't talked to him for, like, a week, and now she's all like, hey, bro! <laughs> he's like, uh-huh, excuse you. Uh, yeah, so she apologizes, and then, um... And then she brings up Evan. Yeah. Uh, and essentially, she's because no one talks to each other. Uh, <laughs> she's trying to figure out why they stopped being friends. Something she's never asked Devin or her brother, apparently. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Isak told her in the last episode that the fight wasn't about them being gay. Yes. So now she's like, has to have it confirmed, I guess. Yeah, yeah but I feel like she still even thinks it's probably that. Which right. is definitely symptomatic of her character. Like, she feel she's so quick to jump to well, conclusions because, out of her own guardedness. Like, yeah. I understand it. Yeah. But she makes that assumption so easily that, like, oh, they're just being homophobic towards yeah. him. And then she finds out there's this, this whole exactly. bigger story. Exactly, because she goes, okay, so the fight wasn't about that, but there's still this whole background information that isn't clear to me, and she's still making the jump that I was like, oh, it was because Evan tried to kiss uh, Michael and Mikhail. I don't know, I can say names. Um, <laughs> but yes, I agree. Like, there's still that undertone... But that's still there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like she needs a confirmed... Like, the season is breaking down her immediate kind of jumping to the reaction, reaction, and this is, like, one barrier that has to get broken down still. Like, yeah, like, I think this whole episode, every scene is, in a sense, about her realizing that there's deeper context to people 
um, and stories yeah. that she's only working with bits and pieces of the information, and in her own guarded way, she takes that in and reacts yes. out of, like, you know, defending herself. Yes. Yeah. Well, and also she has a little bit of, like, the smartest person in the room of course. quality, yes, of where course. she just always feels like she knows everything, and yeah, like, 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 I get you, yeah. but you don't get me. Yeah, yeah. So there's a real, like, humbling happening of her, which is great. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when Elias is explaining, you can kind of tell that it's something that he's still sensitive about, but he's like, yeah, okay, I'll tell you my, like, he just doesn't want to be friends with us anymore. What are we supposed to do? Uh, you know, we tried to reach out. Sonia, yeah. Sonia. <laughs> right, right, right. And, um, yeah, and she says, oh, I think he miss- they- he misses you. He mentioned, he asked about you the other day. Um, yeah, I can't remember how Yeah, well, that's on us, and he's like, uh, oh, oh, did he, um, you can say hi. And she's like, okay. Right, right. So it's like a hint <laughs> that, like, things will get repaired, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like that this scene puts emphasis on the fact that um, his behavior over kissing, is it Miguel that he tries to kiss? Evan? Um, Isn't because he's gay. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's sort of like, like... Gay people don't randomly go around kissing every person exactly. they see. Well, they're but, it in a okay, manic but she's not Exactly. Yeah. But she's not coming out of nowhere. Yusuf said, like, uh, Evan tried to kiss Michael, and then when Michael, like, turned him down, he tried to kill himself. Like, like yes. literally. Oh, yeah, and I, and I think Evan probably had real feelings for yeah. Miguel. I, I just think... But I'm just saying she's not jumping on her own. Like, no, Yusuf no, no. is there also laying the groundwork for... No, but, but I feel like Elias is sort of subtly reminding us that randomly kissing people without their consent is, like... It's not, a surprising action. It doesn't necessarily have to be about... Because he's gay. <laughs> yeah. And because, like, gay guys go around kissing every guy they like. Yeah, it's yeah. just more like he was... Uh, mentally unwell at the moment, and, he was having an episode, he didn't know, he wasn't taking medication, and, whatever, and, we don't know and that And at part. the end of the day, everyone involved here was a kid. They were 17 yeah. years old, they didn't know how to handle this, and now they're not friends anymore because they didn't know how to right. handle it. Right, 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 right. And maybe, like, all parties involved are a little bit sad about that. Except, I, I, that seems yeah. to be the sense that you get. Like, everyone's <laughs> kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, he does, because Elias is a great brother. He does the greatest bring, brother. He does he does bring up like Yusef. Yeah. And she's like, Nope. He's like, All right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I some part of me was like, What does Elias know? What does he know in this scene? Yeah, I know. Um, because I always like is he was he about oh, to say Oh, what does he know? Well there Do been... we know what he knows? No, no, we don't know. Never explicitly in this episode, but like or in any future episodes, but in the past there's been it's clear that he knows there's something between Sana and Yusuf. And, and he knows that the uh, that the other has a crush on the other, like they. But, right. But he, I don't. But he also like can't tell the other person. I right. Think. And mm. in the last episode, there's like sacred sacred vows of sister sister and brother and best friends. Right. Ha- happening that he's like caught in between. In the last episode, we saw that he there's a moment where he's led to believe that Yusuf is with Nora, and he's like, mm-hmm. what? And he's very upset about it. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> But it's just sort of, he's like, I thought that thing we weren't talking about was yeah. going to be a thing. Exactly. Yeah. Who is writing this script? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. So I always wondered if in this scene he is, like, if he has had a conversation, does he know that Nora is not a thing? Like, is this another moment of, you know, sort of rom-com miscommunication of people just not saying all the, that, that they know? I think a little bit, not, but not as bad as the previous episodes yeah, where yeah, people yeah, yeah. were just like... Yusuf, and then Sana, you fill in the blanks, and Sana's like, I'm gonna fill them out wrong! (laughs) (laughs) Jumped at every opportunity. I got this, guys. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah, it's a good yeah, scene. Yeah, I, I, it makes me very angry because there's. It, I think it's because it happens so much in yeah. those like previous two or three episodes. Yeah, like, every like, episode is at least one moment of her just shutting it down, and it's like you, you don't even know what you're shutting down anymore. Yeah. like what are you people, doing? People will start to say a sentence, and she's like, "I know." Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> And then you're like, you don't know. The sentence was gonna go the other way, but now you'll never know. Which is very Sana. It mean, is very Sana. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. in character for her. Yeah. All right. So then it's the next day, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't jumped days. She's watching the girl. Sana's watching the girls. Yeah, they're all together in a huddle. Like they're all close. I really liked this shot because it, to me, framed so perfectly how, like, Sana feeling like an outsider, and I feel like I, like, felt that so much on a, like, teenager level of, Mm -hmm. you know, she's standing there and she's looking at this huddle of girls and they're all so blonde. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was so the same. And, like, it it, you can see so visually that feeling Sana is articulating her text message to the other girls or... Am I jumping ahead? You're oh, jumping ahead. Okay, never mind. But it's okay. But it's still, it, but it's still, no, it's still, no, 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 no. I, I you are, applies, you are, yeah. it's still no, applies. No, I'm thinking of, you think yeah, of like another scene where yeah. she's watching a group of blonde yeah, girls. Yeah, but, yes, but, yes. the Pepsi Max girls. <laughs> she's and watching the Pepsi Max girls, yeah. Here she's just watching the girl squad, but I think it is interesting that you say that because it is, it is just these two instances and she is watching and her expression watching the two is very different. So it's like, yes, in both of them she's the outsider, but in this one, like, there's this, like, yearning. Yeah. Total um, longing. She's watching this, like, her best friends, and she knows she has to tell them. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's kind of, like, the same as with the pictures. She's just kind of like, this is it. This is the end. <laughs> yeah, and I think this there is, is If I take a step it, forward, yeah. this is the last moment that we will all spend together. Right. And then I think there is this flavor of, like, both her longing to be part of the group um, and aware that she she's gonna end it in a second, but also, like, already aware of how much she doesn't belong, like, a multi, because she knows this thing they don't know yet, and, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's really There are a couple times throughout that I also, I may be inferring this, but both in that text message she sends at the beginning, that they all then immediately respond with, like, I'm doing this, I'm hungover, let's talk about this, mm-hmm. and she gets kind of, like, you know, shut out, yeah. and then also here, where there's, like, this kind of frustration where when you're really upset about something, and people don't realize you're upset about something, yes. like, there's and this that... longing for someone to turn to her and be like, Sana, what's up? What's wrong? Yes. There's, it's really And I feel like she would feel so much more understood if someone did that. Yeah, yeah so totally. it's really interesting because I agree with you, and I think that's all of this season, her wanting someone to reach out, but then when, whenever Nora does try to reach out, she just can't allow herself. Yeah, but that's mm-hmm. so I relate but it's, to that. But it's like, true. Like it's like like, and that's our frustration too because we love the girl squad so much that we're like, why don't you ask? Like, exactly. Why yeah. Why are you? How are you guys so unaware of like all of these things? Well, and there's also teenagers, yeah. and also like with Sana being so guarded, it's just like you've got to show them something besides, hey guys, maybe we should talk. Like, like yeah, will, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I will never forgive them for ordering pizza she can't eat. This is oh, a minor yeah. thing, but I'm like at this point. That was a little thoughtless. At yeah. this point, yeah. they've, been, they've been friends for years. Like, come on. They should know better. Yeah, that's uh, true. But then it's I don't... a nice detail, like to indicate a subtle rift that still kind of exists between them. Yeah, it, culturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah. So, but but you have a you right. All she wants is for someone to be like. What's going on? Well, also, I can, like, imagine they're kind of scared to say something because mm-hmm. they're kind of afraid of having their heads snapped well, off. Well, that's why, <laughs> and we'll talk about this in one second, but that's why I, it was so nice to see Chris in the next scene because I think that that's the friendship that she probably needs the most, but due to 
writing choices, actor availability. I think mainly actor availability. We don't really get to see that friendship yeah. And, yeah. and what she gets from it. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, totally. I don't know. Um, so basically, yeah, Sana eventually approaches to talk to them, um, and they're super wrapped up in their convo. They're almost not paying attention to her. Like well, yeah, because they got a text message from Ingrid basically apologizing for the Vilda account, which is like the shittiest apology. It's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's, it's like it's like one of those uh, notes apologies that the celebrities put on Twitter, like, if anyone is offended by this. I was like, shut up, Ingrid. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they if made her just offended. If anyone felt bad. Yeah. I'm so sorry if I made you feel bad. Not for the thing I did, but just if not, I made you feel not bad. Not for the thing that was designed to make you feel right. bad. Just <laughs> Yeah. You know, we we really thought bad. that it was Vilde, so that excuses everything. Right, but now we know it's Isak, so Oh yeah, so let's all band together. Like right. we have to be united now. Like, yeah, like girl power almost. Girl power. I was like, shut up with your nineties feminism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nura kind of is like raises the question of like why why would Isak do this? I know, I was like, she's the boys of Reese's. Yes. She's like, it does makes sense but i did yes. really like that eva is the one who's like i mean i thought he changed but he hadn't so it's almost he's like falling victim to his own reputation a little bit yeah. or like mm-hmm. his past actions once like, a snake always a snake yeah uh, except not except not uh and it but i do like i do like though that eva sort of says that because i think it's sort of like the final like nail on the coffin for sana being like i really can't make isak yes. like there's there's a difference between the theory of isak being it's okay if the girls hate me and another thing of her being like no like these people have like i cannot let isak's reputation be ruined and his friendship and but his it's not the final nail in the coffin because in the next scene they're gonna like have to tell the school on isak and yeah, she's yeah. like okay now that's the final I well it's it's i think they say it here. there's like several times well yeah. several times she I does say it to the, chris to chris yeah she does say it to chris so so basically and then eva obviously being eva because eva deals a lot in absolutes yeah <laughs> uh, it's like well i don't want to be in the bus with them anymore and that's kind of all she says because i don't want to be friends with anyone who would make a hate account like period right so, and Which is funny for a girl who just went through a whole season, well not just, but like recently went through a season of, um, there are nuances to relationships and the things that we do that aren't always great, and, and now she's like, nope, they made a hate account, forget but I them. But think, I think that's just how Eva talks, not yeah, necessarily yeah. how Eva feels, you know? And it's coming from a place of being really upset for Vilda. Yeah, from her, and, from her friend. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so essentially right now, Pepsi Max is losing the girl squad. Like, they don't want to be part of the bus anymore. Right, and Pepsi Max is like, kind of like, oh, let's get together and talk about it. Don't do that. Don't you can't be... just quit out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Which is a little bit like why this upset. I guess, I'm assuming it's because it's like five people that they'll have to make up the cost for. I, that's what I'm yeah. thinking too. Because I'm still like, I don't get it. Like, they're not that close. Um, yeah, they don't, I don't know why they would care. I, or unless it's just like also bad reputation. Like, you don't, like a ba- bus falling apart kind of reflects badly on everyone, it maybe. could be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then all the girls leave except Chris and Sana finally has to tell someone. So she tells Chris the truth, that she was the one that made the, the Sada <laughs> hate account. Also props to the actress who plays Chris, because just her face is amazing in this. She's just like trying to process and then like trying not to she wants she probably wants to react like holy shit but also like she just want to hurt sana you know what i mean it's yeah you can see it you can see the restraint in there there's a lot of staring off into the distance being like what the fuck (laughs) what what do i say now and i love it too because chris is always like so the the most Mm lighthearted. yeah so like her then having to deal with and process like some big news and having it before anyone else is just like oh what are you gonna do and she does she finds ways to downplay it in the most like okay what's the most drama free way to yes, deal with this totally yeah she's 
so easygoing in in her feelings with, towards everyone and everything that like her first reaction is well, you know, it'll you have to tell her. Yeah, it'll yeah. blow over. Like, let's Girls not hate people. It's yeah. the thing. It's fun. <laughs> and and Sana's like, no, I have to. Isak's reputation demands it. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was me paraphrasing. But I was just but, uh, and Chris is obviously a girl who does not care about reputation, too. <laughs> so she's kind of like... Yeah, I do. I do kind of. I do. I do kind of love this point where she's like, you know, the people will get over it. Like it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh She's like, no, no. Sun's like, no. I, I have to be. I have to tell the truth. Um, Yeah. And I love this is a rare scene that we get to see Sana almost in tears in front of someone. Yes, because we've seen her in tears like 150 million times by this point. Yeah, and not over yet. But it's never. Yeah, you're right. It's never in front of anyone. Yeah, and she is like a very. I think it's the most emotional I've seen her in front of another person, except maybe Yusuf. And I love that it's with Chris, and that's why I wish we had more Chris. And this is is the last time I'm going to say it. No, but (laughs) (laughs) it's my one of my biggest complaints of this season was that I was like, okay, great, because. The interesting thing about this, the sort of like Sana Chris relationship, is that a lot of it happens through like social media. There's just a lot of posts where we see them hanging out all the time, so it's kind of like implied. So, yeah. But then by the time you see her season, it's like, no, no, out of everyone in the group, Nura really is her best friend. And I'm like, oh, Nura's everyone's best friend. Got it. Yeah, she, mm. she's the one who goes around from episode, from season to season. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and it had to do with apparently with actor availability. Um, I see. That they had to make that switch, but yeah, 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 it is what it is. Um, so, next scene, Sana, I get on her phone, she's trying to text Eva, um... And then at the same time, then she gets a Facebook notification from the Flawless Since 99 group. <laughs> oh my god, does that mean that... Oh god, we've they were already had, had that conversation! That's exactly what it means. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Jerry from Cheer, I don't know if you've seen Cheer. I haven't seen it yet, no. So, one of the guys from Cheers that sort of become famous, he, Ellen, let him be on the red carpet, so he was giving interviews, like, asking interviews during the Oscars, uh, and Al Pacino came over at some point. He seemed to be, like, the one person who didn't know who he was, but it's fine. Like, who didn't know who Jerry was? Uh, and he was, like, asking him about, like, when he's been here before, and he was like, well, I've been nominated, like, nine times or whatever, but, like, I won in 93, and then he walked away, and Jerry's like, that's, like... I wasn't even alive in my Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wipe that smirk off your face, Jerry. <laughs> Did you see the moment where, uh, okay, so uh, Billy Porter was interviewing Billie Eilish? Uh-huh. Um, oh, I didn't, I didn't and watch it. And her brother, and he asked them, like, so what are some of the, like, music from your childhood oh my that God. inspired you? And they legit named bands from, like, three years ago. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> He's like, and that's the music from your youth. Hmm. Well, and then, and then at some point they asked her like, what were her favorite movies growing up? And she said the Babadook. Yes, that oh, was it. I that saw was that. it too. I yeah, saw like, that. things yeah. that inspired and her. Then, yeah. And then I saw that someone had interviewed Phineas this week or something. And, they, and then one of the fun questions was supposed to be like, what was the first CD you bought? And he was like, I've never. He's like, I've never bought, bought a CD. CD. Yeah. Fuck. What was the first oh CD you ever bought? Titanic. Remember? Excellent track. On brand. I like it. <laughs> Shania Twain. Oh. Honestly. Nice. Honestly, yeah. In third grade. <laughs> my parents had one of those, like, publishers, like, the oh, CD right. subscription thing. Where oh. they got to, like, pick out 12 CDs. And so they let, like, 
I have a bunch of sisters, like, they let all of us pick out, pick. like, two. Right, right, right. And I remember getting the little stamps for Shania Twain, and you, like, put the stamps on the envelope, and then they sent you back the corresponding CD. Right, oh, right, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, wow, what a business model. Yes. <laughs> I wish Netflix worked like that. <laughs> I don't, uh, I, I don't. mail away stamps. <laughs> I'm sure I did, I mean, I remember Publishers Clearing House, so I'm sure I did that. So this probably isn't technically the first one I bought, but, like, the first one I remember ha- sort of having my allowance and going to, um, Sam Goody <laughs> and buying a CD with Hootie and the Blowfish. Anyway. Oh, you were such a cool kid. What, is that cool? I don't know. I feel like it's cool. I think it's, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of I mean, it's definitely like maybe dad music. Like you definitely it's learned about dad. that from someone older in oh, your life. Oh, yeah. For sure. But it's not like something that's terribly embarrassing now. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, next I don't know if my Shania Twain CDs are embarrassing now. I think they're, 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 no, they're, they're not. not. I think Shania's one of the uh, I think she holds up more than female artists. The first um, cassette I bought was Shakira. Yes, this guy's was. Oh, wow. I think the first cassette I bought was, like, a uh, Best of Elvis or something. <laughs> oh, wow. You just had, like, really classic taste. <laughs> no, my parents just, like, were like, listen to this. I was like, <laughs> and you're like, this is the best thing ever. You yeah. didn't know there was a taste beyond no, there. I was yeah. like, the other one that I hounded my parents to get was the soundtrack from a telenovela called Luz Clarita that I can still sing to this day. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I was like, they were like, okay, sure, here. And it has like one song, and that's it. <laughs> just listen to that one song over and over. I, I occasionally, like, I can't remember where, but I saw a tape somewhere, and I was like, it's like an artifact. I was like, this is so fascinating. I haven't seen one of these in so long. Oh, the weirdest thing, there's like this souvenir shop that opened up down the street from us, and it is obviously, like, someone who owns a bunch of the, like, Hollywood Boulevard souvenir shops just, like, had an old warehouse and was like, I need to get rid of this shit. And so they went into this, like, empty shop and, like, legit there are... Oh, I think I've camcorders. And CD players, like, Walkmans. I am definitely going and, there. Uh, it's open at the weirdest times. Like, half the time you walk past it, it's closed. Uh, and then sometimes it's open. There's got to be a deal with the person who owns the strip mall. Right, right. And then we even found, like one-time use disposable cameras in, like, the back of the <laughs> shop Where could you that expired that? in 2007. Oh, okay. They were selling cameras are sure? that are so far expired. Like, I'm sure some scam viewers were born after these oh, cameras were expired. Oh, yeah. Are you sure it's not, like, an art, like, an artist pop-up insta- art installation or something? No, they are legit, like, they, they just have a bunch, a bunch of, of shit. shit and they're trying to sell. It is not. <laughs> if it is by an artist, it's by the most brilliant artist ever, ever. because you know, like, it's very very subversive like that like fake starbucks that opened on hillhurst a few, like a few years ago yeah, it was nathan for you yeah, who did yeah. it i think yeah, yeah. Um, it's not like that you think it's legit no 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 okay. it's like a legit thing absolutely going there i need it's, the address yes yeah very very all right so yeah so sarah has posted basically calling for an extraordinary bus meeting on wednesday uh because basically uh, this whole um hate account thing is actually cyberbullying and uh, if the school is notified, everyone can get uh, right. expelled. Right, and well, teachers like, have been, like, sniffing around, like, they know about something. So, yeah, so definitely. I mean, they were, like, Bilda was crying in the hallways, people were... People like, noticed, There yeah. was a mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, I, I really hope that in Norwegian, that it actually is extraordinary meeting, and not just an artifact of the translation. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love that, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's, like, um, what do you call... Is there a term for, like, if the House or the Senate is called when they're not supposed to be in session? Uh, recess? No, like, can they be called even when oh. they're on recess? 
of, probably. Because in Spanish, it's Sesión Extraordinaria. So I wonder if it's like... I think there is, it, but I don't know it what it is. It is like that? Oh, Yeah, I wonder. That's where I thought of. Right, like, right. Like when everyone's gone and then this is like an emergency yeah, meeting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there is an official yeah. term. So that's what I thought of. So that was like, it struck me as odd, but I was also like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I love how it adds pressure and stakes, though, I have to say. Like yeah. I wasn't expecting it. And even though it's like obviously, yeah, kind of obvious, but also... And like, it's the girls from like the girl squad who are... Yes, we need to tell them. I think it's time for teachers to step right. in. Which yes. gets like, you know, even though the other girls are kind of like, I don't think, you know, we should really. Yeah, but it's both Eva them. and yeah. Bilda who comment on it, which is why then, like, Sana is immediately panicked. And remember how she was drafting a text message to Eva? Well, I, then she tries to call Chris, and Chris is an answer. And then she just basically texts Chris, basically saying, um, did you hear about this? Did is you bad? hear about it? this? Is bad. I, I have to, to tell, tell them that it was me. <laughs> Except she accidentally texts Eva. Eva. Oh, yeah. It's such a good twist, and it's such a class a case of like coincidences are really satisfying if they get you into trouble. Yes. Yes. Because yes. like, like it would be such a stupid mistake if it cleared up misunderstandings, but yes. if it creates more, then I have been known in the past to hate these types of things, but if it's done well, if it's justified, if I see it, if I can feel it, and, like, the drama is worth it, yes. And honestly, yeah, they set up that she was texting Ava, calling well, Chris, like, like, it's like, like, yeah, I would do that. Yes, I've done that. Like, okay, like done to it. me, the thing is, like, for example, Aaron Sorkin does it all the time, and it's, but to me, it's part of his women are idiot tropes. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, so that's why it drives me crazy. Like, they'll, like, accidentally email their nudes to the entire office. And I'll be like, no. Uh, no. Uh, God. <laughs> but in this case, I was like, no, they set it up well, and it yeah. works. And it's a moment of panic. And and it's honest, like, I think part of the reason it works is so relatable, like you said. And then when Evan I literally texted you guys today when I was trying right, to apply to boss. another text. Yeah. And it also doesn't create more drama than there actually inherently would be because she was going to tell, tell Ava. Them. She was, it's just a way more dramatic way yes. of her telling Ava. Exactly. So it's not cheating us out of exactly. a story point. Exactly. It's like instead just enhancing that story point to give us like a relatable oh shit moment. Yeah. And then Ava's responses are kind of heartbreaking because they're like, I don't think this was meant, meant for, for me. me and I don't know I I don't think Ava said it like that I think Ava is like way more like I don't think this was meant for me really is that how you're yeah. that's, that's the voice in your head like when you're reading them? of this season's Ava yeah yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. I, I can see that I can see that yeah um yeah so then we kind of cut to Sana calling Eva and leaving what we what seems to be like the last of multiple um voicemails uh while she's talking though I like that we kind of see different flashes of her room yeah. And so we have, like, a birthday card that the girls sent to her, and apparently Santa's birthday is on December 24th. <gasps> She's only three days before me. Yeah. And, like, many years because, after. <laughs> because the girls wrote, like, happy birthday to, to you and Jesus Christ. What? She, <laughs> oh, and Jesus Christ. Christ. Oh, that's why it says Jesus Christ. Okay. I didn't make that connection. Um, She's a oh. Capricorn. This explains oh, maybe, everything. Maybe there because, you go. oh, are you telling me that your uh, subs didn't tell you? I'm still watching the old school subs, and they told me. Oh, did they? The, yeah. they, the date? Yeah. Superior subs. I told you. <laughs> well, it's just funny because Liska has them, but now she's like, it's too much work. I just watch it online. Yeah. And I still get the, like, hard drive out, and I connect it to my computer, and then I'm watching. It's just the principle of the thing. You have a system. Yeah, you know, have a system. For watching this is how I've done the entire, like, four seasons, so. Yeah. Gotta complete so it. I'm gonna do it. 
Uh, and then we see the dead flowers that she got from um, the from Yusuf. Like, they're still where she left them, but now they're all, like, wilted and dying. Right. Um, and I don't know what else is happening there, because I just wrote, Sana is in a constant state of sad. Yes. No. Yep, yeah. that's like the episode. There <laughs> are, in in the background, I never really focused on, but in the background you see her Trump pin doll, which I still oh. admire and want. Um, and uh, there's another mention of Trump later in the episode. Yes, there is, yeah. Which I thought was very funny. <laughs> and, and like a nice way maybe to balance out and remind us that like Sana's feelings of being left out and like there is a legitimate reason you know what I mean like there's a lot of hate in the world and anti-muslim sentiment and so um I don't know if that's what they I don't know if that's why those mentions happen but I you know yeah I mean I think it's good to keep that in mind yeah which is my my thing for there's like a bigger world it actually made me sad because I'm like wow these episodes are several years old yeah. He's been president for a while. For a while. Yeah. It's almost just made me tired. Yeah. For a while, man. God, yeah. Um, um, and she finally, I think that's it, because then she finally gets Chris on the phone, uh, and yeah. she's trying to get Chris to basically be like, what's the deal? What's happening? What are the girls saying? And Chris kind of tries to stall a little bit. Yeah, like, it'll pass. And soften it, the blow, but essentially they're like, the, yes, the girls are mad, and they think that you've changed... And Sana keeps crying, and then I wrote Sana's a good crier. This is really because she really she has a lot of it in this season. Um, I this season uh, this episode this episode this scene uh, was kind of got me thinking about what we talked about or the thing I had said earlier, and then also it kind of made me it did make me click something into place where it was specifically Chris saying um, they say you've changed since the bus, like since we got the bus and started the whole bus thing, and I guess I. And this kind of goes along with she's not a very expressive character, so it never fully clicked into me before, but part of, I think part of the reason why she does have such a strong reaction to it is because taking the effort of doing this bus thing, like she's doing it kind of to fit in, to be to be their friend, but she fundamentally doesn't fit in, and it just is a very vulnerable situation for her. Like, more than the usual going to school every single day. Yeah, yeah, So, like, the why now of this season is because this thing is coming up that she has dedicated herself to doing, and yet it's something that she really, like, can't participate in on their terms, on the way that everyone else is going to yeah, be participating yeah. in. And, mm-hmm. and, like, I think she tells herself to a certain extent, well, you know, I've been hanging out with these girls and we've been partying and it's been fine. But then that's where the Sarah of the situation complicates it because Sarah, like, always just by being there and being blonde and being, like, kind of judgy reminds her, it's a constant reminder of, like, no, you don't fit in. Right. Like, that's mm-hmm. what Sarah represents to right, her. Right, I'm not right. saying that's what Sarah's doing necessarily, even though I do not like her. I mean, and in in the very scene where they get the bus, when yeah. they, they, they buy it, and, and she's, like, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah is, like, being, like, yeah. subtly being, like, we're nice or Norwegian girls. Right. And um, Sana's like, I'm going to burn you at yes. the stake. Oh. And, and it's like, she, okay, so she's encountered this before, so why is... And, it's, and I think it is, like, because this is, like, this symbolic part of a culture that she can't... It's, like, the ultimate symbol of something that she can't fully partake in, not, like, not the way everyone else is. Um... I yeah, mean, I arguably, mean, no one partakes in the way everyone else is. You know what I mean? Like, and that's kind well, of... Well, yeah, but even, like, even when Elias was reminding her, like, oh, you have you told mom and dad you're doing who's? Right. Like, she was like, well, you did it, and he's all like, boy, girl, it's implied. Like, he doesn't even have to spell yeah. it out. Like, yeah. Yeah, but it's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah, so she, it just 
there's so i think is it this that there's the voiceover that's happening yeah in a um, second in a second okay yeah because that one really gets to a lot of the the feelings or the conflict i thought it really beautifully I mean, we, we expressed can talk about it, it now, yeah essentially yeah. now uh, Chris is like she's talking to Chris on the phone, and then we kind of cut to black at the beginning, and she's like, "I I wrote them a message," and Chris is like, "What does it say?" So then we get a very she reads it out, she yeah. reads it out, um, which is nice. Even though they do a lot of the reading on screen thing, it was really nice to hear her voice say it. I do, I yeah. agree. Uh, and it it finishes with the text message, but it was nice to sort of have her as a voice like more like a hitsy yeah. more yeah. Uh, and and she kind of admits that she has had an anger problem that like some therapist at some point told her about it and then her ang- her response is to get angry which yeah. is perfect. I really like that moment because I feel like you know they don't give a lot of backstory to the characters often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which um and so like getting this moment of like seeing that she's been carrying this burden with her since I mean since she's been aware that she's different than everybody else like it in I mean, that moment, you feel her exhaustion. Yeah, yeah I assume yeah. a lot of it coincides with when she started wearing her hid- her hijab. Job. Yeah. Um, but I'm just making assumptions here. Right, right. This very mm-hmm. outward, like, undeniable. Like, everyone who sees her. I mean, that goes back to the whole Issa conversation. The first thing they see is my hijab. Yeah. Um, and, they, and, they, and they draw assumptions from that. Yeah, and, and then, then, yeah, and then we have Sana basically explicitly saying what we've been seeing this season. Yeah. Like, I'm angry because I'm not Norwegian enough, I'm not Muslim enough, uh, I'm not Moroccan enough, etc. And here is that shot of her looking out at that at the group girls. of blonde girls. Yes. And knowing she has to face them, and it's like they're two sides of the world, like how different yeah, exactly. they are. exactly, because it's Wednesday, so it's the extraordinary bus meeting, so she's watching Pepsi's Mag. And this time it's with, yeah, with this look of dread and and isolation, um, and basically, um, she's angry that she gets angry and she fucks up, which we've seen this season over and over, that that's, to me, that's a thing, like, I don't, I just have this, when, when people are like, well, her arc is not to be angry, I'm like, yeah, but she has reason to be angry, I think it's about healthily dealing Processing. with that, Processing that, that anger. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being yeah. like an outsider. Exactly. That's a much better way of putting it. Um, and, and, and then I, uh, she ends up basically emphasizing to the girls, like, what, what I'm really, like, I, I'm so, like, I never meant to hurt you, and that's the part that yeah. and makes I, me the and angriest. I, and I don't mm-hmm. care about the bus, and I just want to be your friend. Yeah. All I want to do Please is part, me. yeah, all yeah. I want to yeah. do is part of the biggest losers in school. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what, that's important. Yeah. Because that's what, well, and that's what she called them the first time they all met. Yeah, in back in, one. like, the first episode. Mm-hmm. So she was really the one that coined this term. <laughs> Yeah, and then I just wrote, like, Sana approaches the beige, because it is remarkably <laughs> beige. sea of beige yeah. women. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything about their hair, their their clothing, everything's beige. And I realized one of the reasons why this moment when she sits down with this group of girls is so uncomfortable is not only, like, the huge difference from them, and how it's staged where she's sitting on a bench alone, and they're, like, crowded around these three benches together, but it's also, it's a little bit unbelievable of a scene because if you get that many girls together in an after school whatever you would not be able to hear yourself think right like, especially if they're still waiting on somebody nobody would shut up but instead everyone's just quiet and staring at her yeah. and like yes. they speak one at a time being like where are these people she, she's and almost it's, it's it's so uncomfortable in that sense yeah because it's not how you would expect these girls totally. to act around each other it, it, she's it, almost like on a on a bench you know like when you go to court it feels like she's on trial yeah yeah, yeah. she's on trial and 
yeah, that's actually, that's a perfectly way to put it. She's on trial, and yeah, I always, I think I've noticed it more this time that I, it always does make me uncomfortable that no one, no one seems, not, not a single one of these girls has ever been, like, nice to Sana. They've yeah. never said a nice word to her in her life. I can't, we've never seen this ever yeah, from yeah, any yeah. of them. And we've kind of, it's been implied that that is true. Like, it's yeah. not like it's happened no, off no, screen. No. She's said yeah. as much, yeah. But, like, not even, like, a thank you for hosting. Right. Or, like, a this or that. Or, like, when it's always, like, questions that come from a place of... Yeah, will there be alcohol at this party? Because yeah. we know you're Muslim, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the subject. Yeah, and they, I don't know, it's, they, yeah, they've always, they've never made any type of effort. Um, I, I did laugh a little bit that, um, they say, well, it's been 20 minutes, are they even coming? Let's just go. And I'm like, 20 minutes? Like, <laughs> in Norway, I guess that means you're late. <laughs> Here it's like, oh, you're early. Um, um, yeah, and basically, uh, Sara is like, but we're not reporting it, right? Um, and Sana's like, I I don't think so. But the girls are reporting it right. Like, I don't think so. So, yeah. like, over and over is these questions of, like, they're like, well, you guys are friends, so you should know this. And she's right. like, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I can't speak for them. I she tries to call them, right? She tries to. So, yeah, so she starts trying to call them and nothing. And it's so eerie because they're just staring at her. Exactly. Like, they're yeah. not, like you're saying, they're not chit-chatting against, uh, with each other and waiting to see. They're just, like, staring her down I like that like she's an alien girls have decided like they're not reporting it so really the whole will they will she get in trouble or not is up to her own friends and I never felt in that day that scene the danger of like will they won't they report it because she's already said I don't care if I get expelled for school or not she's like since she's already gone through the acceptance of I'm gonna face the repercussions of this it doesn't matter at this moment uh, yeah, they're gonna, gonna report it all gonna... and sarah's just concerned about her own bus i yeah. know when yeah. she, and, and which she... is honestly the most selfish thing about her she doesn't want or care about an apology for sana no. that's how little sana no, means no, no. to she her she doesn't care she's and, just and like again, can again. we get over this yeah and again and again she brings up it's all about the bus and about like well remember that if they report you we have to report we have to live the report us we have to report you like right. it's like this blackmail threat thing mm-hmm. oh she just mad she's the worst <laughs> consistently she's the worst yeah and it's like most of the characters in the show and honestly now i want a sarah season so i don't hate her most of the characters in the show <laughs> that would be fascinating actually well because most of the characters in the show i can kind of see where they're coming from or where they're at like i like it's it's really interesting uh uh like sonja like I defend Sonja now. Like, I'm like, no, we, we're really just too harsh on her. Yeah. But Sana, I'm just like, ugh. Yep. Don't like her. <laughs> just want to call her the B word. <laughs> like, yes. have you seen my self-control? Yeah, I was, that's why I was, I was, I'm I was trying <laughs> super hard. I was reinforcing positively. Um, sh- yeah, actually that would be really fascinating because, I mean, the whole, like, don't judge a man until he walked in his shoes or whatever. Like, everyone's got their own, wait, isn't that Nora's quote? <laughs> everyone's then, got Nora, their own. No, yeah, it, it's like, uh, everyone has a battle, you know, everyone's finding a battle you know nothing about, be kind always. Be kind, yeah, so it's just, I, now I'm suddenly fascinated to know what is Sarah's battle. Hmm. But right now, I don't care, so I don't like her. <laughs> Not in this scene, we don't care. She's um, just, ugh, she's so rude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're about to leave, because it's been 20 minutes, and God knows no one ever shows up 20 minutes late, and... And then we hear the shouts of Sana! 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 <laughs> <laughs> and the pretty song, the song starts playing again, the Cecinando song. It's a very, I think it's a well done moment, it's like the building, mm-hmm. and then like, what's happening, it's good, I, I'm happy all of a sudden. And then she turns, she turns around and we see what she's seeing, and it's the girls coming in this like little like, red... Dinky uh, red like van. van. Yes. <laughs> that, and they, 
they've taped Los Losers um, <laughs> to the side. Did, did, and have managed to install a light show on an inside, too. Which oh, yeah. is, you know, very... That's the 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why they were late. That's why they were late. Um, uh, yes, and Sada, of course, runs over, and there's hugs, and everyone is like, yeah! And, and they yell at Sarah, Sarah and are flipping off the beige girls. Right. Which I like, too. It's just like, eh, I don't care if you're not reporting us. Like, you're still bitches. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, now I can say it because it's, like, it's a quote from the episode. Now we're quoting. Yeah, they're like, if you fuck with Sada, you fuck with us. Bye, bitches. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's incredibly satisfying. And it's incredibly emotional and yeah. lovely. And I would like to say this clip came out of my birthday. Oh. So I thought it was a birthday gift to me from the Scamverse. Personally, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I will always remember that my birthday was on a Wednesday on that day because I got that year. <laughs> is there because of because of the clip? Come on, the clip. Um, like, yeah. Is there an explanation for why they go with lost losers? I mean, I know losers comes from we're the biggest losers in school. Why did they go with Spanish? Um, I don't know. I feel like they've caught themselves that before, but maybe Have I'm they? wrong. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like it was set up at some point, but my yeah. memory is so shoddy it, right It must now. be, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, it's kind of fun to say Los Losers because of the double Los yeah. Losers. Yeah, it is, and it is cool, and it's become sort of like uh, when Julie and the staff, uh, well, and her small staff, because it's and the crew, uh, she made, like, their sort of, like, crew gifts that she made for herself, and I think her editor was, like, a baseball cap that says Los Losers. Oh, I really want mm-hmm. that cap right now. I know. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, and I, and I, yeah, it's just a very good scene a good Uh moment um so then uh yeah and then i mean that's pretty much it with that yeah Um, the next uh see or like the rest of the episode is the party the party yeah i think i don't know if we're told here i don't think we're told here but later we find out that like yeah chris got the hookup for this bus and i feel like she had told she mentions it yes and i feel like she had mentioned it earlier this season too where she was like my uncle can get us a thing i don't know if i'm making this up I don't remember early in the season, but definitely in this episode, someone, and I think it is Chris, at some point, oh, I think it's when they're all talking about leaving the bus, someone says, oh, I know where we can get a cheap van. Oh, you're right, that's what yeah. I meant. And then it, like, kind of, it's ni- it's nicely planted, and then you don't think about it until And then, it now here you have Sana kind of being like, did you, like, was this you? And Chris is like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so then the next the episode is basically the party for Yeah, Eva's birthday. birthday party, yeah, she's 18. Um, they also set up the gift that the girls give her, which oh, is a yeah. giant bottle of, I guess, champagne. Yes. Um, which, yeah, Chris was, like, bragging about, like, let's all chip in and, and get this. It's six liters, um, <laughs> which I don't even know how much that is, but it's a big bottle. I don't know how <laughs> I feel about them, like, um, I don't know, like, enabling her alcoholism, because there's, like, a subtle storyline happening yeah, in the background. suddenly she becomes, like, this very partying semi-alcoholic but yeah. also it's like you're going into roost so maybe that's it's just fine. okay and you'll get your shit together next year yeah I don't, I don't mind it that much if it wasn't because it sometimes feels like eva's only thing is that she wants to party yeah and if it didn't feel like one of the reasons she's doing that is like trying to refine herself after season one yeah yeah and that's and i think we talked about the frustration of like nothing against her trying to find herself but i don't know can it be more than just drinking and partying and hooking up yeah i i almost i guess it makes me a little bit sad because it almost feels like if we were to catch up with them 10 years later she would be sort of this like you know she's having health problems and she's been partying (laughs) too hard and she's kind of in a 
not a quarter life. Yeah, I guess you could call it a quarter life crisis. Like, what am I doing with, mm-hmm. with you know, career hasn't jump started or whatever, and then and, um, and kind of realizing, hey, I have a problem with the with alcohol and sort of having to deal with that. And I don't know why, but it makes me very sad that would be Ava's. That it seems like that would be Ava's, you know, follow through. I know it's very realistic. You know, uh, a lot of friend groups. Um, deal with a person like that or you know maybe you are the person like that and uh, so I get I like that it's realistic but it just makes me sad because yeah I kind of liked that these last couple of episodes we'd had a little bit more of of Eva and I was in this sort of being like uh I like related to the reacting to the hate account Mm -hmm. Uh, and just being a very good friend and just being a good friend so I was like I don't know, just happy to see her and yeah. see this kind of other side of her yeah. just still being like this. Anyway, I'm way making more of this bottle than yeah. needs to be. It's like, just a good gift. I was like, it's a fun gift, but no, let's let's analyze this deeper, please. No, um, it's, I, I, it's, I, th- I think she's hitting it a little hard right now, but I don't know that she would continue for 10 years. Right. Like, maybe I think it be might a... be like just this very youthful time yeah. in her life, but I do agree that like, you know, I liked when I saw... Ava being like, fuck it, let's just leave the bus because uh, I don't want to be yeah. people who do exactly. hate account. Yeah. it. To me, it so- says that she's become someone who doesn't care what people think of her. Like, yeah. she's loyal to her friends, she's loyal to her principles, but then there's also this side of, I don't care what people think about me, I'm going to party all I want. Yeah. That's true. That's a very good point. Exactly. That's a much brighter way of looking at it than yeah. that. And, and, and I think that's why I was trying to say that I was really happy to see those little glimpses of her, because that's kind Yeah, of exactly, because yeah. we want to know what's to Ava when she's not partying, because yes. those are the only scenes we've gotten for, like, such a while. time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then it is interesting how much she's sort of almost the strongest, the most principled out of all of them, or the sort of the most clear-cut, like, this is good, this is bad, mm-hmm. and just given her history in season one, where she sort of crossed boundaries and then felt horrible about it, um, it makes perfect sense that now she would be the one who's very clear about, I, I will not be friends if well, we well, do this. Yeah, but. well, that's why I'm so sad... It, like, one of the things that I say over and over this season is, like, first of all, I wish there was a little bit more of the girl squad as a whole. But then also, like, I wanted to have a better sense of how Sana relates to every, each girl in the girl squad. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I didn't really get that. Yeah, there's no room for it. Uh, which, I basically what I want is, like, three Sana seasons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, pretty much. Uh, yeah, um, so, yeah, so we're at the party. Uh, it's at Chris's house, which we've never before and will never be it yeah uh because they can't go to eva's house because after the last party they trashed it so much that her mother told her that she couldn't have any more parties, no more there parties. and this slowly happens to everyone's house that's yes. how the seasons yeah. progress yeah pretty much keep moving yeah. from house yeah. to house uh and if this is like basically the first time and only time i don't know why you keep saying no because we have the scene at the party at the end. Uh, this is the first time that we can have all the squads there. So we have the balloon squad, we have the boy squad, we have the girl squad, uh, the collective, like, everyone's there. Everyone is there, yeah. And there's a little hint, like, there's a scene, or there's a moment, we're just kind of seeing a bunch of clips of this, the party, and in one moment, um, balloon squad and boy squad are testing the waters. They're well, like I mean, cr- uh, specifically, it's cricketing. Evan and Isak with uh, Michael and Elias. So, Mikael. Right. So, it's, like, sp- the, the people of the conflict. Yes. Are yeah. Like, yeah. And you see that being healed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cricket. Which is nice. Yeah. A little Not cricket. cricket. What's it called? Um, when you have the mallets and... 
uh, I know what we're talking about, and you know what we're talking about, but the rest of the world. Yeah, I do know. I do know what you're talking about. Croquet. Croquet. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Cricket would be like way complicated. Yeah, to be playing during like a little garden party. No, no, definitely not. Yeah, it's croquet. I was gonna say the thing Alice in Wonderland plays, but that would have been even. That was the image in my head too. Right, Queen of Hearts, of course. Right, that game, the Queen of Hearts game. Ah, yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of cool to see that in the background. I think there was frustration when the season aired about sort of the thought that this sort of happening off off screen of anything like mm-hmm. these groups sort of becoming friends again or Evan and Elias and on the one hand I don't think it's necessary because it's Sana season but on the other it does feel like a lot of screen time was given to this for for it to not for be... such a little resolution exactly yeah so so I do get the frustration in terms of that because I, I was don't like know, but at the same time you see it and you kind of know immediately what happened and that's kind of the joy of scam is that they don't over you analyze do. every moment and they so you feel like these people have off-screen lives yeah, yeah you do true. get you do get a hey briskaby um episode the lot like uh yeah youtube um video that's the last thing of the season technically that happens after the finale where uh, the balloon squad minus yusuf um and evan are all they all film a video together so that and they kind of talk a little bit about that. So you had some sort of resolution, but no one except me is watching the Hey Brisby episodes. So like that's <laughs> I never gonna literally be... did not know about this until you started talking about it. Yeah, so. it's like oh we have to show you happens. some after. They're so good. The so Balloon Squad has a YouTube channel and it's like like shitty and perfect and they, amazing. They're <laughs> just so natural in it, and they're so I don't know. I just if you just showed it to me, I would be like, yeah, it's a bunch of Norwegian boys doing stupid videos like I would never think yeah, that it's yeah. that it's manufactured by a PR team for a show you know what I mean it's so good it's so brilliant yeah. and, and and it's funny that I'm like criticizing this because like I had like uh what the fuck actually does have like a YouTube channel for the boys and I haven't seen a single one uh, I'm just like I never want I'm like yeah whatever uh, <laughs> <laughs> but great no I'm joking I, d- I have seen all of Lucas's videos in Scan España oh yeah because he does the coming out coming videos, out videos, videos yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this was, I like there's, like, a little joke about Ramadan where they're like, oh, we can't eat hot dogs. Yeah, I know, because we're fasting. Yeah, and they're like, oh, is it a diet? Yeah, Esco was like, hmm, what? Uh, Uh, And we do see Lynn and Vilda talking to each other, and we get the, the, it comes back with the chlamydia thing. Oh, yeah. The chlamydia reference. (laughs) The chlamydia reference. How random. Uh, Yeah, I, I've even forgotten now. I've had chlamydia, like, 13 times. (laughs) She's giving you a pill, it's fine. Just take an antibiotic and it's gone. Well, and it and it fits to your thing about like these people have off-screen lives. Guys, Lynn's life has been wild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's she's obviously seriously depressed. Like, yes. Oh yeah. Lynn. Oh yeah. A hundred percent, Lynn. Man. God, all of them need their own season. All of them. Oh. Uh, and then uh, oh, and we do get Magnus and Elias sort of like officially meeting. Uh, and oh yeah, and Elias being all like, oh yeah, like yeah, oh yeah, the, the blonde one, oh yeah, she talks about you all the time, and Magnus is so delighted by this. Yeah, what does she say? Oh, but it's also a little so bit cute. like Elias being a, a jo- making a joke, right? Like the blonde, like they're all blonde, like it's, yeah. it's right. Like I'm, I'm not making, I'm not reading too much into that. Like that is oh, a joke. but Vilde is like a platinum blonde. Oh so yeah, she's a special. Actually, Nora is kind of yeah, you're right. Everyone's like. like she also has a very blonde personality. She does. Yeah. I she's think that's everything why, about her screams blonde. Yeah, that's why I was like that. Maybe that's the connection I was making. I was like, yeah, the blonde one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone knows. Uh, that's funny. Uh, and I would like to take this moment to say that, like, I actually like Magnus and Vilde, um, and I think they're cute. 
And yes, I share the frustration. Would it have been better if Vilda was canonically a lesbian? Yes. But I can't change those facts. So I will be happy with the relationship. I think that that relationship to me is like the most true to life yes, high school yes. relationship I've They're ever seen. Absolutely. Like the fact that like they get together over some like totally random moment and realize we're two losers and then can't keep their hands off each other. Yes. I'm like, yes, yeah, you I, are indeed 17. Yeah, yes. that's, what, that's why I love them too. I, yeah, I love their, I know couples like them. I knew couples like them. Like it's just, they work really well. Yeah. Yeah. For I sure. guess, yeah. Hmm. Um, and throughout it all, we kind of get Yusuf and Sana, like, glancing at each other. Yeah, they're making eyes. Yeah. Making eyes. There's dancing, there's a birthday song, there's the gift of the giant bottle. Right. Champagne, Eskil is being Eskil, so he pops open that bottle. Uh-huh. Champagne everywhere, and then Sana goes to, like, sit down. Yeah, she's sort of, there's this fun vibe, or, like, I thought, I think a very well done vibe of her... Being at peace because she is back in the crowd. I don't think she's being isolated, yeah. nor is she self-isolating, but almost like she's just stepping away to just, like, watch, enjoy, yeah. like, what she's gotten back. Like, well, I don't then know. also, she's tired because she's fasting and she's got I mean, three yes. more hours. I'm like, I'd be sitting too. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like that she brings that up to Nora because it feels to me like there's a version of Sana who wouldn't tell her. I'm tired because I'm fasting. She's mm-hmm. yes, so, she's being more so, open. It's such a small moment, but to me, I was like, yes, look at you. Like, Absolutely, that's such a good. You can tell people you're hungry. It's okay. Yeah, it's yes. okay. And talk about Ramadan and talk about that's part of your life and culture that you like weirdly hold so far to your so close to your chest, even though it's also like this thing that you're very aware it's, and it's so important to you. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good observation. Um. And then, basically, they're just chilling, and Sana finally admits that she likes Yusuf. Yes. And then Nora was like, I didn't have time for this. Just read this. <laughs> well, well, because, yes. because <laughs> well, you get the sense that Sana's trying to be like, I'm the bigger person here, so it's okay if you two are together. Yeah. And Nora's like, <sighs> just shut up. Just, you don't even have, like, she. it's like she sees that moment with Sana of like, okay, this is, once again, you not having the full story, so here is the full story. Right. Written out, 20 text messages, you can read it in a minute. There yeah, so, so we kind of get the summary yeah. of that. I will, like, again, to defend Sana's point of view, and be like, why? Okay, so basically, the conversations between Nora and Yusuf tell a couple of things. One of them is that he's the one who asked Nora not to say anything about the kiss, because right. he doesn't want, like... Which kind of goes towards explaining why Nora was always so hesitant to bring it up. There's this, like, you know, she took a vow of secrecy, kind of. But then here's my thing. Again, it's not like they were kissing in an alley. They were They're in public, at a party, where With Sana... all of her friends and all of her school. Yeah. And so, like, when they're all like, did anyone tell her? I don't think so. I was like, where do you guys think you are? <laughs> <laughs> and also... It's high school. Where do you guys think you are? Yeah, like, everyone knew the instant it happened. So uh, it, it was always weird to me that people didn't talk about it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. But, okay, that's, like, retconning. But that's it. Saying, that's, that's my one thing. But other than that, it's, yeah. it's it's a very, basically, cute conversation where Nora is trying to, like, find out for Yusuf. Or like, facilitate this happening. Facilitate yeah. this thing. I love the part where uh, Nora basically is like, she says she doesn't like you, but... In a way that made me think that she did. You know, you know what I'm saying. And Yusuf immediately is like, like, you know what? Just stop asking. Just don't say I, anymore. I don't understand. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't understand. understand anything. Which is such a boy reaction of being like, no, no. <laughs> no. What you're saying and doing doesn't make sense, girls. Yeah. 
And I fell for him in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, you want to say you do you want to say the part that made you laugh? Oh yeah, when he's like, I think we're soulmates, <laughs> which is such an unexpected. I'm so irony poisoned or something that such an like I I just burst out laughing at it because it's such an unexpected um thing for a teenage boy to say. Really, any guy to say. <laughs> <laughs> And I'd le- I, I, or I could see them being saying it very ironically, like, oh yeah, I really like her, I think we're like soulmates or whatever, but like he says, he seems to say it very straightforwardly, yeah, he, and I kind of love it. Yeah, earnestly. That's, I think yeah. that's why essentially Yusuf has always won me over. Yeah. It's just, he's just so mature. And earnest. He's like, yes. Yeah, I don't know, I like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes me happy. And yeah, it was funny reading all these messages. It's almost like doing the thing that, um, like you get to see the whole, not the whole season, but like a large chunk of it. In this whole other thing that happened off screen, like you get the other side of the story kind yeah. of thing. We we get we know why they were hanging out, and it wasn't as the other boys uh, implied because they were on a date. Right, it was him trying to. He's like, I don't understand Santa. Yeah, and yeah. he's so torn up about it too. Yes. He's like, I bumped into her, and she was really cold to me, and now I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I love this guy. And he's all like, I tried to talk to her, but then I stole the ball from her. What am I twelve? Yeah. <laughs> He like, is very emotional. Yes, yes. And I love it. And Nora is like sucked into all of this where she's just like becomes his therapist. Right. Yes. <laughs> Which a little bit, I think Nora may have at some point been like, hey guys, we just need to be adults and talk to each other and I'm going to sit Sana down. But then she's also pledged to secrecy. So right. Well, that's, that's why it gets so frustrating. And that's kind of what you're saying. Because Nora then never goes, never actually just asks the question that she's going to ask. She just kind of implies things. She's like, I have a nice thing to tell you. Or, so, about Yusef. Yeah. Dot, dot, but dot. then Sana, like, cuts her off so much that I also see how maybe Nora would have gotten to the point very quickly yeah. and been like, so, what do you think this is happening? Yes. I'm going to yeah. text him right now. Exactly. So, I don't know. It was interesting to yeah. see the miscommunication from... And again, we have another scene that is largely text message on screen with, uh, you know, on holding on Sana, reacting as she reads. And it really works. Like, I can't yeah, think of any shows so expressive that pull it off, that could pull it off. Um, well, and she, Scam Austin did, like, a 10-minute clip just on That's that true, that's right. Um, and, and, and then she and uh, Yusuf just look at, look each, at other. each other. And I can, like, and there's smiles and there's wonderful half-smiling acting. Yes. Um, but I also feel like in my head, I'm like, is he right now thinking, I don't understand what's going on? hundred <laughs> percent. She's like, this is Yusuf. You should spell it out. And you can see like, it they, in his eyes. I He's still like, need them to talk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. She's like, why is she looking at me? I'll just make a goofy <laughs> face. I don't know what's going on right now. Yes. <laughs> He's like, we've been here before. I don't know if this is different. I don't know what's happening. Why does she keep torturing me? But we know they will talk, so it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's okay. There's smiles. Yeah. And, um... And then Sana kind of, instead of going over and finishing the scene with Yusuf, the this, this scene kind of does a different thing where Sana turns to Nura and is like, Nura, I had to tell you something. Don't be mad. Yeah. And and to be fair to your confusion, the show hasn't quite spelled out that this has happened yet. Like, we saw her look at Nora's uh, password for her email, like, I don't know, two episodes ago. Oh, way more than that. She get well, no, so she gets the password from her, like, And then she long, looks yeah. at it. Yeah. Like, it's, maybe two episodes ago. Esper five. Yeah. Uh, super subtle. And it's this weird, like, anyway, it doesn't matter. The implication, the, the thing that we're supposed to infer that happened is that Sana contacted William in Nura's name 
and wrote an email and wrote an email just saying like, hey, I'm at like I don't know, we're having a party. Come I miss no, you. No, no, no. Come yeah. back. But, yeah, we don't know. We don't know exactly what it says. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be more like, I come back, I miss you. Yeah, yeah. So I forgot that originally, and so I thought Sana was about to have a conversation with Nora, and then Doom just interrupts the scene, and I'm like, well, that's rude. <laughs> yeah, that's so, William. I mean, so, that's William. He's, he's rude. So he ben, comes in, the sexy club music plays, yeah, walking he's got slow the, motion happens, the expensive car, the His hoodie. car is parked right there in the driveway, although this is a party, and assumably a lot of people drove there. In reality, <laughs> and no one else he would have had the last spot on the block and had to walk with his sexy music all the way around the block. <laughs> So yeah, so before Sana can get her confession out, William and Penetrator Chris arrive at the party. This is where we take a pause to tell everyone that Penetrator Chris's new show on uh, Netflix, Ragnarok, came out. uh, And I just thought it was hilarious because this guy kept being like, Penetrator Chris. And I was like, yeah, but... Magnus is also in it. He's the freaking main character, I think. I did not register him in the trailer at all. Like, and it came up in my thing of, like, oh, you might like this. And also Sonya. There's, oh, is she? There's three. three. There's three cast. Well, we have to watch it. Yeah, so there's three people from um, Scam in this uh, Netflix Norwegian I show. I only have eyes for P. Chris. Yeah, that's why I thought it was so <laughs> hilarious, because they were like, P. Chris's new show, and I was like, and two other people, but yes. <laughs> and it's so funny to me because I don't think I've. I, first of all, I don't. I mean, I love P. Chris, but I don't like P. Chris. But I'm obsessed yeah. with him. Oh, yeah. But I don't like. I don't think there's a single version of his character in any of the remakes that I've enjoyed. But Penetrator Chris, yes, always. Yeah. Like, he just pulls it off. There's something about, like, I just accept that he's a douchebag. <laughs> and I'm so fine with it. it. Yeah. It's just like, that's Penetrator Chris. That's who he is. He's just He's like the guy. Yeah. You know, you don't want to get involved with yeah. him, but yeah. but he's there. He's there. And then, yeah, then we get more staring, but this time it's William and Nora, so you know it's going to be intense. Oh my god, he gets so close to her face before saying anything. <laughs> it's just like, you can speak three feet out. No, that's what he does. Yeah. That's who William is. He's just like, I must hover over you. Yes. <laughs> that's how intense With their relationship is. Yeah, it's yeah. like intense, it but it's like all caps, intense. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then he's all like, thanks for the email. And then, and then we see Sana kind of coming up uh, from, from the edge. <laughs> oh, that's so frame. funny. I didn't notice that. Yeah. That's so funny. And then looking around like, shit. I yeah. was thinking with any different music, like if they had done a different musical cue, that would be such a hilarious beat. <laughs> like if you had like Sunny in Philadelphia, or like, what is it? The, um, um, Arrested Development. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes, totally. Sana just rises up between them. That would be so hilarious. Yes, amazing. Uh, do we have an idea of when she sent this email? No, in the last two weeks, I don't know. Yeah, because it seems like she's been very preoccupied with her own stuff, like, you know, I'm just No, but it was like, remember, remember, this is, this is like, I'm not gonna lie, I love how fucking petty she is at times, so she's like, oh, Yusuf and Noor are dating, fine, I'm gonna ruin that relationship. Yeah, she's lashing out at so many people simultaneously. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm a moron. <laughs> I don't know why I never connected it. I always thought, I was like, oh, she's trying to be nice to Noor. No! Oh, no! It's because what? of fucking Yusuf. Yes. <laughs> she's being petty. I love it. <laughs> That's so much better. Yeah. Jesus. That's why she's like, don't get mad, because like, she didn't do it out of a place of love. Yeah. She did it it's out of a place of like, jealousy. Like, yeah, deep it was, it jealousy. Was part of her 
um, part of the, like, I'm gonna two, two-pronged plan, hit up Sara, I mean, Isak, that whole thing, and then also this. Drama yeah. and chaos all Drama around. Chaos. Yes. Rain down by Sewing Sama. it all, and never thinking ahead about the consequences. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, so, looking, having, uh, all these people staring at each other, especially Yusuf and Sana, reminded me of this one, uh, a Twitter threat from, um, Alana Bennett. She's, a now a writer for Roswell, New Mexico on the CW, but she just, just used to be, I think, like, a Twitter person. I don't know, I'm not sure. I know her, I definitely see her name on Twitter, yeah. Um, and so she, she did this thread that was like, the number one thing a man in a rom needs TV or movie is the ability to look at their love interest really well. The man barely <laughs> even has needs to speak if he just knows how to look at yeah. a person. If he can do hard <laughs> eyes, he's good. Um, and then essentially it's just like a bunch of pe- people saying like different examples of like uh, like people who are really good stares. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Put that on your headshot, like you know, on the back of the really resident, good like at staring. Yeah, yeah like eyes, uh-huh. eyes. Yeah, like Which like even like one that you would get. It's like she, uh, someone po- uh, posted and she agreed with like every time Elliot and Quentin look at each other on um, the magicians. Like, oh yeah, the yeah. earth shakes a little bit is what she says. Uh, but yeah, it's like a whole really fun thread. <laughs> yeah, I really think that you know you can write like the best romance or romantic comedy, but the thing that will sell it and the thing that me as an audience person watching that makes my you know just like fall in love for this couple or identify with this couple is watching the eye contact and mm-hmm. you know that's when you you emotionally bond with yeah. people on screen like people would be like use of this underwritten and i was like yeah but like did you see him looking at her <laughs> <laughs> he was so confused but in love <laughs> yes and the next episode where they actually finally go on a date it's like all of that a lot of that too and especially in this case like these two people can't kiss so, like, you have to just work with that, right? Like, so, I don't know. Anyway, this made me think about it. So it makes it even better. I know. All that tension. It's great. Unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, very interesting. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a good episode. It's a good episode. It's a good episode. Yeah. Um, I, I do, oh, I do agree, like, there's this thing where this season where it's like, I don't think this season is bad, but I see this feeling from a lot of people who are, like, huge scam fans, uh, who are like... She just deserved better. And you can't quite, like, maybe verbalize why, but there's just something about the season that's just like, I don't know, Sana just kind of deserved a better season, whatever that means. Do you, do you think it's... Do you think it's that people feel that the treatment of her immigrant sort of outsider status... Actually, I don't know if she's an immigrant. She was probably born there. Um, yeah, I think she was born there. Her parents But her there. parents were, yeah. yeah. Um, but sort of this cultural conflict isn't is kind of treated shallowly or is it that it's juxtaposed with a kind of a straight up romance and maybe people wanted something more or different and not a romantic thing from her um i don't think it was i don't think it's a romance thing when people talk about the romance thing if anything they they wish she was muslim right but, right. uh but i don't i don't know i wish i can't quite pinpoint uh and yeah. i don't remember the specifics even when people were talking there was just a sense of frustration of like hmm. something just lacking right, mm-hmm. right yeah right. i don't know i yeah. do think i think that the journey they chose for her this season was very relatable and real. Um, and maybe that also took out some of the juicy soapiness of past seasons. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't regret it because I think there's, you know, 
it was worth it to follow her on this. And yes, you have to dig into more of a subtle storyline of she's really trying to, by the end, analyze where her anger and frustrations mm-hmm. come from mm-hmm. and how she's going to reckon with that. And that is a very internal struggle. So yeah, like I said, lots of scenes of her just staring. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, yeah. Or crying. Yeah. Exactly. And with Sana's character, you don't get moments of seeing her act out frustration by drinking or, you know, all of the dancing or, like, going to fuck someone or some of the other things that other characters do yeah, in totally. their seasons to act out their big emotions. She has to keep it contained. Yeah, yeah. And so, cinematically, it's not going to play out like the other seasons. Right. So I think there's just this differentness to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but I really appreciate her character Me arc too. and what they put yeah. her through. I really, really like that they are portraying a character who did something wrong rather than be wronged. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, like that scene, the facing the wall of beige. I In that moment, I so felt like, yeah, I'm, I have so many high school stories. About, well, uh, you know, and like I told you, even though it's related to her religion, I like that her doing something wrong and like the, the reason why her friends sort of are mad at her isn't related at all to her to well, her religion, religion. Yeah. religion. Yeah, 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 just related yeah. to her own personal, yeah, sort of like insecurity, insecurities. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was yeah, and then just like I don't know, just those things that in you know you go to college and then you 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 get even older, they tell you you won't, but you do, and then you look back on those high school things, um, all that drama and the things that you did wrong, and like even the shame kind of melts away after a while, and. Or at least you sort of see it in a different context of time. But um, but it's, yeah, just that they portrayed, like, an, an act of screwing up with your friends rather than being on the outside of yeah. that. It's, yeah, that was well done. Interesting, yeah. All right, well, this was a fun discussion. Yeah. Thank you for times. joining us, Shelby. You're welcome. Anytime. This is it was It was fun to come back to it. Like, it's been a year since I watched it. It was fun to come back and remember, like, oh, yeah, this is happening. And I also got that warm, fuzzy feeling where you're just like, I really enjoyed this. I want to go back and rewatch it now. Yeah, so see? it brought me back. Yeah, that's yeah. that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the best feeling. The show has a way of just getting under your skin. Like, it's yeah. just, it's so good. Like, it seems like it's an innocuous thing, but it's... No, I it's try to so explain good. it to people, but they don't believe <laughs> it's me. Right, it's we... so grounded and real. There's no jumps you have to make in it. You're like, yeah, this is, this is a different world and everyone is so unreasonably beautiful. But it's also, <laughs> it just feels like really you and your friends when you're like this age yeah 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 yeah. for sure you like that too i just assumed everyone in norway was that beautiful but i don't know (laughs) maybe they are i need to go is that actually gloriana i think is going this summer really yeah Mm -hmm. is she gonna do like a scam tour well she asked me if there was a scam tour well she wants to go this summer but whatever uh and i was like yeah of course of course it's like like on the norwegian like website (laughs) (laughs) you might know us from (laughs) from a little known show it's gone alright alright bye this is good bye Bye. Uh, yeah and have a wrap up type thing like a jingle you sing (laughs) look look, this is like my cross to bear we don't have any type of music I almost I almost wanted to be like okay so you know I love Joss Whedon even though he's problematic but the first time that I was like this guy's kind of a dick uh, uh, was the only time even though she was a serious regular uh, the only time that Tara Amber Amber Benson uh, Benson yeah name was ever in the opening credits of Buffy was in the episode she died. Oof. So I almost want to be like, 
we're gonna have a jingle on the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just when we finish, there we get yeah. our shit together for the last episode. It's gonna be the most well produced. It's gonna be yeah. amazing. Gonna be that is our great. podcast goal right now. There's gonna be a bassoon in it. You just you guys wait don't for even it, know. guys. You don't <laughs> even know. Uh, Twitter. Uh, yeah. Pod. At, at Christ Norwegian. Wow, we're so bad at this. We don't do this enough. That's what it is. Oh, uh, we're out of practice. But yeah, uh, Christ Norwegian at gmail.com. Tumblr. I, Tumblr. Dot. Look, I'll put the things. Yeah, just I'll link put the it. Links. It's I'll fine. put the links. We're good. But we really do want to hear from you guys. Yeah. Uh, and it's always nice to do so. And we only have one episode technically left in Sana's season. Uh, so I am sad about that. Yep. But I do like the episode a lot. Um, so that's something to look forward to. And then it's the final episode of Scam ever. Tears. Yeah. Then we really will be crying in Norwegian. Yes, we will. All All right. right. Bye. 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 Gabby and Liz go talk about Scam. Oh my god, guys, please isolate that.